0: It's been my experience that reclaiming our authentic self requires three things. The first is we need to develop emotional mastery because it requires we gain the knowledge, skills, and tools to love and accept our perfect imperfections. And when we have that ability, we can then heal the pain from our past and conquer our worst day cycle, which is what we created in response to the loss of our authentic self. Welcome back. In response to your demands and your needs really. I'm starting the new year off right by putting together this five-part series on
1: This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com.
0: How to reclaim your authentic self. I'm going to show you how to develop emotional mastery so you can heal the pain from your past, learn to love your perfect imperfections, and reclaim your authentic self. Now, loving your, imperfect, your perfect imperfections is a three-step process. And that's where we're gonna start because this is the doorway really into emotional mastery, being able to heal the pain from our past and reclaiming our authentic self. We need to start with this. And the process of learning to love and accept our perfect imperfections takes three steps. And the first one, I hate to tell you, right out of the gate is the most difficult. The first thing we have to do is we have to admit them. We have to become an expert in our own self-deception and how we deny and hide our imperfections from ourselves and mostly, well, not mostly, I was going to say mostly from others. It's really mostly how we decide um, deceive ourselves. As I've talked about in previous videos, videos, studies showed that between we lie to ourselves between 10 and 200 times a day i know we think the other person is always the problem and full of you know what but the truth is more often than not we're deceiving ourselves and we're not aware of it now why is that well you're going to learn about that in the, the rest of the series today isn't about why that happens the worst day cycle shows why that happens. And that's what you're going to learn. That's the emotional mastery guts. And when you have that process, then you really can do it. But before we're really ready to open the door to learning about the worst day cycle, we need to soften all those negative thoughts and feelings and all that shame we carry from the pain from our past. Now, that's one of the difficult things. A lot of people don't want to admit they have pain in their past, and especially around their childhood. They just don't want to go there. Well, we do. We do have pain from our past. What is keeping us, all of us, from the life we want is our childhood. Now, this is key, as I say over and over and over. This is not to blame our parents. This is not to blame you as a parent. It's just saying the sky is blue. Like behavioral science, we become our parenting. That's it. All of our relationships, our adult relationships are a reflection of our childhood relationships. We learned about relationship from our parents. Now, because as a society, we still don't teach anything about, you know, parenting or relationships. We're all perfectly imperfect. We're all just, as my mom would say, we're just winging it, you know? We're doing the best we can, and that's why there's no blame. We're going to talk about that more in a second, but... We're doing the best we can with where we are. But that's just truth. It's truth. The sky is blue. We have pain from our past. Our parents left wounds in us, not because they're bad people, not because we're blaming them, but because that's just how life works. And so it can be very difficult to admit that we're imperfect or that we might be part of a certain problem. Like, this is, this is a difficult thing to bring up. And if you're one of those parents, my I, I, every time I get a message from someone like this, my heart breaks, but I get tons of messages from parents going, my child won't talk to me, they're a narcissist or all these different things. And they want tips and tricks to get the son or daughter in line to come back and to figure out the child and why is the child doing this? Well. I hate to say this, but your child is a reflection of your parenting. The answer is to get into reality about your perfect imperfections as a parent. Now, that's not easy to do. It's just not because the society, you know, you know, spirituality says honor the mother and father. You can never challenge. like our society says you can't challenge the mother or father. And that's just that's not loving to everybody, to anyone. Again, I'm not ta- I have to say this over and over. I'm not blaming. But see, that's how concrete it's been drilled into us not to challenge mom and dad. And do you know why people get so defensive? It's because as a child, those who get the angriest at me, who think I'm blaming or say, just get over it and grow up, all of that, the ones that say that, what that tells me is how severe the message was as a child that your parents were gods. They could never be challenged. They were never imperfect. You had to toe the line. That's the message. Oh my goodness. Because that's the child underneath filled with shame going, Kenny, don't you talk about that. Don't you realize if I challenge mom and dad at all, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to, my, my existence. Is-
1: this episode is brought to you by Saks.com.
0: whether they recognize this, and then if you're listening to this going, that's not true, that's your self-deception. That's the deception you had to create to survive the family dynamic you went through. That's true for everybody who struggles with admitting that their childhood was imperfect. Now, as I said, one of the most difficult things to do is to admit we were imperfect. So... (laughs) I I'm going to share one of my, I could go, look, I could fill hours of my imperfections as a parent, but recently I had to own one. I had a flashback memory. Um, when my kids going through the divorce, I was living in an apartment, they had a pool and, and we just loved to play this game and the kids would get on my back and I'd go diving under, we called it the turtle, you know, or submarine and they just would go crazy. And I would throw them and I, When I let my guard down, I could be a really fun, big kid with my kids. And they just adored it. And I adored it too. But the problem was, most of my parenting, when they were kids, is I did everything and anything I could do to avoid connection with them. It, I would just get panic attacks. And I'd always say, well, let me think about it. And and what hit me, like, this is how getting into reality and, and conquering our self-deception, it can it never ends. Like I said, I just realized this recently of, oh my God, the reason I wouldn't play turtle with them and you're gonna, this is awful. I don't want to play turtle because it'd mess up my hair. And I know what you're thinking, you're going, Kenny, but you don't have hair, I know. That's how insecure and vain I was. That my hair was the little bit that there is, the sprouts that I have. I wanted to protect that over connecting with my kids. Now, the question is why? Why was I that way? Why did I get panic attacks and make it about my hair and all of this? Well, because uh, my father, My father was beat to death. My dad was 18 when he had his first child, four kids by the age of 22. Came straight out of being beat into being a parent. He didn't know how to connect. That's not blaming my father. That's just saying the sky is blue. How in the heck could he connect after that upbringing? And I remember asking my dad to hang out, throw the football or whatever. And he'd go, his teeth, like he'd get this and it's like his whole body would tense up. Or he'd be sitting in his leather chair and going, okay, what now? I I had that. We would talk as kids. We'd go, why did my dad, why did he even have kids? He doesn't even want us. It's not that my father didn't want us. It's that he was filled with perfect imperfections from his own childhood. And so was I. And so are you. We are all in this together from the so-called poorest to the richest. Don't forget this. The so-called most successful on this planet are the most broken. Think of it. Our world's very dysfunctional. We'd all agree with that, right? Well, who sets up the rules for our world? The most successful, right? (laughs) They're the ones who set government policy and belief systems, and they set trends, Hollywood. These are the most successful, right? That's what we want to be. They're the most dysfunctional. They are the most perfectly imperfectly, perfectly imperfect dysfunctional. But see, we all aspire to that, and we're all in denial and deception of that's what we want. Well, okay, I I know we all want the accolades. I do too. But let's get into reality. Our world is the way it is because the most successful are the most deceived. Their childhoods were just as perfectly imperfect as ours. And because they have the trappings of success, they don't see it. They don't want to deal with it. And that's why they pass the policies they do and create the world that we live in. Okay? Oh, and there. See, I have to own that. That smile. There's a perfect imperfection of mine that smile I'm really working on comes out as condescending and rude as though I'm better than well what's going on inside of me is I'm like oh my god I finally have the answer I'm smiling the little boy inside of me who was always wrong always shamed and rejected just wanting to hang out with my father is like yeah I know the answer it's joy but because of the way I was raised because of the the incongruous nature of my father's and mother's and grandparents' expressions of, oh, I love you, yet it didn't match up? Well, there's an example. My expressions don't match up with what's going on internally. Do you Are you like starting to see the value of emotional mastery and learning your perfect imperfections? You can own your self-deception. You're free. And so when somebody points that out and go, oh my God, Because that's been done recently. Someone talked about my smile, like I can't follow you because of it. Well, we had this long conversation. Once they became aware, see, because I could express, hey, I get it. You're right. I'm broken and I'm working on it. We were able to, truth brought us together. What's lacking in the world? All sides, politically, socially, whichever side you support.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Neither side wants to admit their truth. That's what emotional mastery gives you. That's what loving and accepting your perfect imperfections gives you. That's what conquering your self-deception gets you. Step one, become an expert in learning to discover, admit, own, and put a plan in place to heal your self-deception. Step two, learn to forgive yourself. Like, man, do we beat ourselves up for our imperfections. And do you see why? Because as a child, when we were imperfect, what did our parents do? They shamed us. They rejected us. We had time out. We had spankings. We couldn't be imperfect. Now, I'm not advocating that we, you know, kids shouldn't be disciplined. I get accused of that of, you know, I'm the reason why every kid gets a participation trophy and all that. That's not what I'm advocating. But if parents knew, if we taught how to parent, there is a way to parent, Where we can discipline a child, but it doesn't result in shame, but people don't know what that is, so they think the best way to, you know, handle a child is to shame them. They think that's healthy parenting. Why? Not because they're bad, but it's all they know. And that becomes the solution right there. forgiving yourself, the mantras that we tell ourselves when we are perfectly imperfect and we trip on the sidewalk or we say the wrong thing or we do the wrong thing, we change what we say. And one of those here, I'm going to give you several that I learned to say for myself. Hopefully they will spawn ones that are personal to you or you can use these. But one I always said is I'm doing the best I can. I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. As I know better, I can do better. Some don't like that better. It feels condescending. So as I know more, I can do more. I'm always doing the best I can with where I am. I did the best I could. I can't be blamed for doing something I wasn't even aware of because you're going to learn about the worst day cycle. Self-deception is what we use to, because we're too young, too vulnerable and too underdeveloped to accept the scary nature of our parents' perfect imperfections, we go into self-deception to survive. It, we had to, it doesn't make us bad. But that's why we can't be blamed for doing something we weren't even aware of. That's why our parents aren't to blame for any of this. They were never taught. You can't blame them for doing something they weren't even aware might be less than loving. Because I personally believe there's probably less than half of 1% of parents on this planet who openly want to, like, they're like, I'm going to take it out. I think most parents adore their heart is. I'm going to worship this child. The problem is the way they worship is detrimental and they just don't know it. Well, I don't blame them. I'm not going to hold it against them. But I am going to call the sky blue because it's truth. That's step two. Learn to forgive yourself, put put a plan in place to develop mantras that accept your perfect imperfections, that you're doing the best you can with where you are right now. Just like I said, that swimming with my girls, I've been working at this for decades and I just had that memory flashback. That's why I say my greatest wish in life, my biggest need and want the rest of my life isn't to pass away instantly, but to know I'm going to pass away. And that way I can sit in bed and just go, come on, kids, say it. Get it all off your chest. Tell me all the ways I was perfectly imperfect as your parent. I want to hear, like, unburden yourself. Let's talk about it. Let's embrace and go, man, that breaks my heart. I can see it broke your heart. Let me hug you. Let me love you. I wish I'd have known better. If I'd have known better, I'd tell you, oh God, I'd have done so much better. And it breaks my heart that you have that. But thank you for unburdening yourself. That's my burden. Let me take it off of you. That's our job as a parent. And that's why we have to get out of self-deception. If we hide and, oh, it wasn't my parent. Oh, do you see what we're doing? We're robbing that child inside of all of us that needs to be heard. Well, I will let you have your own reality and decide to do what works best for you. But in my reality... I don't want my kids carrying my pain after I'm gone. I'll take that back. That to me, for me, that's healthy parenting, okay? Step three, we need to learn to love our perfect imperfections. Laugh at them, like they're hysterical. I've had a couple of really funny ones lately. There's a post about addiction and I don't know what it was, but. You know how Facebook, their algorithms, they push videos when they get negative reactions. The algorithm rewards negativity. And so all of these people just started going off about my hair. Look at this guy, oh my God, he should just shave his head. what's that, like all of it. and And then finally I got to one and this guy's like, I can't stand this guy, but I'm totally loving his ghost hair. And I just lost it. I was like, that's perfect i've never heard i'm like that is just the perfect description of my like i don't have hair it is it's like this little ghost that hangs above my head it's just like so perfect and i have like i'm in total reality that i have dysmorphia around my hair like i look in the mirror i'm like oh i got tons of hair why would i shave it off and then i see pictures i'm like kenny there's nothing there all you're showing is your scalp with sprouts for whatever reason it's okay with me it's a perfect imperfection that i like and sure there's probably vanity and all these perfect imperfections tied up into it you know i'm still holding on to the past just like turtle i don't want to go swimming and mess up my hair you know there's an insecurity in that well that's okay i don't have to be perfect it's the best i can do with where i am now and damn it it's funny It's just funny that I have ghost hair, right? Or this other woman this morning, she obviously was not a fan of what I was talking about. And in one of her, she just went off on all these different videos. And one of them, she goes, you're a condescending (laughs) twerk," And I just cracked up because I'm like, yeah, I'm condescending. Look at earlier, I went down that, I gave that smile, you know, like it comes across as condescending. And yes, I am condescending. I have, look, I have so many perfect imperfections. And a lot of them are just funny. To me, I've made peace with them. That's the solution. That's what emotional mastery gives you. That's what happens when you heal the pain from your past. That's what happens when you do the work of reclaiming your authentic self. And honestly, that's a journey you never arrive at. We we spend our life because as I discovered that piece about my daughters and how, I didn't want to sacrifice my hair. There's another piece of truth that's authentic. Like we, we will never achieve a complete capture of our authentic self, but the journey of life is about accepting more and more truth. So, and when we are in truth, we can hear comments like that. We can accept our perfect imperfections. That's authenticity. For where I am now on my emotional mastery journey, for the level of recovery I have over the pain from my past, for the level of self-love that I can love and accept my perfect imperfections, I can see that amount of truth today. That's as authentic as I am on my journey as of right now. And that's, do you see what that is? That's a love and acceptance. That's an unburdening of the pain of the past. I don't have to be perfect. I can accept it. I can share my vulnerability. And that's what this step requires. When I don't have to be perfect, when I can be human, that means I can solve problems. It leads me to that. It allows me to put a plan in place to continue my improvement. And most of all, do you see what it does? It allows me to share my perfect imperfections openly. Why don't relationships work? Because we don't know who the person really is, right? What does that mean? They're caught in self-deception and they don't want you to see it. They're trapped with their imperfections. They're in so much pain and so fearful that they'll get rejected. They can't see it in themselves and they can't let you see it either. When we do this work, we can go, look, as I say, people don't like it when I say this, but I'm a train wreck. It's a beautiful train wreck. And you So is yours, whatever you want to call it. We're all beautiful in this process. As long as we start that journey to work it. But the key is, we can't just say that. It requires work. And that work is is becoming an expert in our self-deception, in how we are denying the truth. We're trying to play the victim and blame somebody else, put responsibility elsewhere. The responsibility is ours always and when we do that we can live in peace all right now <clears throat> to help you get started on that many of you know and God thousands of you have signed up to I I made my emotional mastery class your journey to emotional mastery my the master class your journey to emotional mastery I made it free because it's a Sentinel life skill you have to I believe at least in my reality, everyone has to have. And therefore I made it free. This, please go to my website, www.thegreatnessyou.com. And that's going to be changing soon as I rework all this stuff based on your needs and wants. But as of right now, it's thegreatnessyou.com and sign up for my free, your journey to emotional mastery um, masterclass. Inside that, you're going to see this how to keep our boundaries. This is a simple little cheat sheet that will help you start addressing your perfect imperfections, okay? The first step teaches you how to look for truth. Like when, you know, those people talk about my hair or call me condescending or whatever. Whenever I, somebody attacks me, so-called attack, I see, I don't see it as attack. I see it as an opportunity. I, I just love it. When people come after me, i use the process i'm like where's the truth am i full of- oh wait yep there's a perfect imperfection now i get to go embrace it like i just get more truth like that's the beauty of pursuing emotional mastery you don't get upset like i want you to call me names for me to go is it true oh yep i got on it if it's not i'm like okay well that's just their pain bummer for them but you're free and that's what i want you to have so please Enroll in that master class. Start doing the work to develop emotional mastery so you can heal the pain from the past, learn to love and accept your perfect imperfections, and reclaim your authentic self. If you think this will help somebody, please share it. Please leave me your comments. And as always, enjoy that journey.